Hi, how's it going? It is your girl, St. Octavia, founder and director and CEO of saintsunited.org. And today we're going to be continuing on with our reading uh, from the book of Luke. Uh, Thank you so much for joining uh, and following along here. Um, Today we're going to pick up on uh, chapters 17 and 18. And of course, I read from the Amplified uh, Bible text. So, uh, all right, saints, uh, let's get it going here. So... Um, chapter 17 starts out as um, with instructions. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks, temptations, and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come. But woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It will be better for him if a millstone as large as one turned by a donkey were hung around his neck and he were hurled into the sea. So, then for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin and lose faith. Pay attention and always be on guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him, And if he repents and changes, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. That is, give up resentment and consider the offense recalled and annulled. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith, our ability to confidently trust in God and his power. And the Lord said, if you have confidence, abiding faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, which has very strong roots, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the seed. And if the request was in agreement with the will of God, it will have obeyed you. Which of you who has a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he comes in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. Will he not instead say to him, prepare something for me to eat and appropriately clothe yourself for service and serve me while I eat and drink. Then afterward, you may eat and drink. He does not thank the servant just because he did what he was ordered to do, does he? So to you, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded you, say, we are unworthy servants, undeserving of praise or a reward, for we have not gone beyond our obligation. We have merely done what we ought to do. Ten lepers cleansed. While Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at the distance, and they raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. 
And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. And he lay face downward at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me, and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. Now, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he replied, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed or with a visible display, nor will people say, Look, here it is, or there it is. For the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. Second coming foretold. Then he said to the disciples, The time will come when you will long to see even one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will say to you, Look, the Messiah is there, or look, he is there, or here. Do not go away to see him. Do not run after them. For just like the lightning, when it flashes out of one part of the sky gives light to the other part of the sky. So visible will the Son of Man be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be repudiated and rejected and considered unfit to be the Messiah by this unbelieving generation. And just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the time of the second coming of the Son of Man. The people were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were being given to marriage, they were indifferent to God until the day that Noah went into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same as it was in the days of Lot. People were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building, carrying on business as usual without regard for their sins. But on the very day that Lot left Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone, burning sulfur from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, whoever is on the housetop with his belongings in the house must not come down and go inside to take them out. And likewise, whoever is in the field must not turn back. Remember what happened to Lot's wife when she looked back? Whoever seeks to save his life will eventually lose it through death. And whoever loses his life in this world will keep it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. I tell you, on that night when Messiah comes again, there will be two sleeping in one bed. The one, the non-believer, will be taken away in judgment, and the other, the believer, 
will be left. There will be two women grinding at the mill together. The one, the non-believer, will be taken away in judgment, and the other, the believer, will be left. The two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other will be left. And they asked him, Where, Lord? He answered, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will be gathered. Parables on Prayer Now, Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart, saying, In a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and had no respect for men. There was a desperate widow in that city, and she kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice and legal protection from my adversary. For a time he would not. But later he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God, nor respect man, yet because this widow continues to bother me, I will give her justice and legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will be an intolerable annoyance, and she will wear me out. Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not our just God defend and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay in providing justice in their on their behalf? I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? the Pharisee and the tax collector. He also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves and were confident that they were righteous, posing outwardly as upright and in right standing with God, and who viewed others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple enclosure to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood ostentatiously and began praying to himself in a self-righteous way saying God I thank you that I am not like the rest of men swindlers unjust dishonest adulterers or even like this tax collector I fast twice a week I pay tithes of all that I get but the tax collector standing at a distance would not even raise his eyes toward heaven but was striking his chest in humility and repentance, saying, God, be merciful and gracious to me. The especially wicked sinner that I am, I tell you, this man went to his home justified, forgiven of the guilt of sin and placed in right standing with God, rather than the other man. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself forsaking self-righteous pride will be exalted. Now, they were also bringing their babies to him so that he would touch and bless them. And when the disciples noticed it, they began reprimanding them. But Jesus called them to himself, saying to the apostles, Allow the children to come to me and do not forbid them 
for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God with faith and humility, like a child, will not enter it at all. The rich young ruler, a certain ruler, asked him, Good teacher, you who are essentially immorally good, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That is, eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom. Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is essentially and morally good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Honor your father and your mother. He replied, I have kept all these things from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything that you have and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have abundant treasure in heaven. And come follow me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me, and walking the same path of life that I walk. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus looked at him and said, How difficult is it for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith in wealth or status to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it then said, Then who can be saved? But he said, The things that are impossible with people are possible with God. Peter said, look, we have left all things, homes, families, businesses, and followed you. And he said to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times as much in this present age and in the age to come, eternal life. Then, taking the twelve disciples aside, he said to them, Listen carefully. We are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that have been written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled and completed. He will be betrayed and handed over to the Gentiles. Roman authorities and will be mocked and ridiculed and insulted and abused and spit on. And after they scourged him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise from the dead. But the disciples understood none of these things about the approaching death and resurrection of Jesus. This statement was hidden from them and they did not grasp the meaning of the things that were said by Jesus. Bartimaeus receives sight. As he was approaching Jericho on his way to Jerusalem, it happened that a blind man was sitting beside the road begging. Now, when he heard a crowd going by, he began to ask what this was about. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he shouted out saying, Jesus, 
son of David, Messiah, have mercy on me. Those who were leading the way were sternly telling him to keep quiet. But he screamed all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that the blind man be led to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me reign. Let me regain my sight. Jesus said to him, regain your sight. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God and all the people when they saw it. Praised God. Hallelujah. What a blessed reading. This was absolutely phenomenal. Luke 17 and 18 of the Amplified Bible text. I pray that it was a blessing to you as you listen today, saints. And um, until next time, God bless you. Again, this is St. Octavia, founder, director, and CEO of saintsunited.org. And again, Saints of Christ, I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And I pray for you always through the power of the Holy Spirit that he is healing and delivering and showing mercy and grace to you. Hallelujah. God bless you and have a wonderful week.